The following show is being broadcasted from an undisclosed location. Two former special operators have combined their badassery and now sharing it with the world. They ain't alive no more. All with a beer and a smile. This is the Savage Actual Podcast. And now your hosts combat vets with 20 plus deployments between the two of them and enough testosterone to operate the power grid of Los Angeles. Savage Actual. Now your hosts, Jason and Patrick. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Savage Actual Podcast. My name is Patrick Maltrop, and I am here with my co-host, Mr. Jason. What's up, guys? Thanks for being here. Today, we're sitting down, everybody, with the individual you know as Airsoft Alphonse. We're going to dive a little bit more into the Airsoft community. About a year or so ago when we started doing our own YouTube channel and start talking about deep dive Airsoft into the a YouTube little bit. World. I think our first experience with Alphonse was was poking fun at him, eating his fucking lickies and chewies. And and uh, we, we quickly got feedback from the community that we shouldn't be making fun of Mr. Alphonse. No, I fully, I, I, I feel like you guys are spot on to assume that uh, I'd be a smelly, mouth-breathing neck beard because I play airsoft. That <laughs> it was funny because, like that, that, that episode that we were looking at you, we never the entire episode we never saw you. It was just like yeah. your arms no. and Until it was your head cam ear. and your gun cam. Yeah, and then yeah. you kept pulling out all this candy and stuff. I was laughing. I was like, <laughs> "All right, we got a we got a chubby monkey here eating some more fucking candy as he plays airsoft." The laffy taffy man. That's a little like pick me up, you know. But no, yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would assume the same thing. To be honest, it's very common that anyone who hasn't like met me, or uh, specifically from like the military or anybody that's like would have a preconceived negative notion about airsoft, because yeah. I mean. If you look at it, if you just pragmatically look at it in terms of percentages, uh, I mean, go to a few airsoft games and you'll, <laughs> there's a wide spectrum of, of uh, people, but they tend to lean in one side of the physical or uh, <laughs> one side of the BMI. There's a trend. You can definitely identify a trend. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I definitely fall outside of the, 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 I'm a statistical outlier, I would say, but. This podcast episode is sponsored by Iron Fire Brewing. Iron Fire Brewing is a Southern California favorite, creating craft beers from the finest ingredients. Iron Fire Brewing creates unique beers with classic tiki drink-inspired flavors, amazing lagers, and more. Iron Fire Brewing can be shipped directly to your home by going to craftshack.com and search for Iron Fire Brewing. That's very common, though. I, I was not offended at all. And if anything, I embrace it, to be honest with you, because it's like, you know, you can always improve. You can always get a little... To quote Patrick Bateman, you can always, you can always get a little bit thinner, a little stronger. Yeah, we started, you know, we found some other videos. I think it was one with you and a beard. And then I think very quickly we were like, dude, this dude's actually pretty fucking cool, man. I hope one day we actually get to meet up with this dude. I think we had some dialogue on the gram or something yeah and back then, and uh, forth in the messages and the comments yeah, i tried to yeah say what's up no but no it was cool because it's like i know my my goal from day one with making videos has always been to simply put just to get my friends to play airsoft or yeah. get people i know to play airsoft uh because it's like 
you know, the, uh, whether I play in football, hockey, whether it's work, whoever, you know, my group of friends, I'm like, hey, let's play airsoft. And it's like, what's airsoft? And it's like, oh, it's just, you know, the normal answer. Oh, it's just like paintball. But I kind of was like, I didn't feel that that was a very effective way to answer that question or show, you know, like what is airsoft? So I was just like, fuck it, I'll start making videos. And then as soon as I started making videos, it was like all of a sudden all these people, you know, my friends that I've been trying to get to play airsoft with me would be like, oh, is that a little bird? You know, or like <laughs> and it, it, all of a sudden it just it's, it's such a more effective way to show people what airsoft is. So that's kind of and then I guess now it's kind of shifted more to like specifically people who might not play airsoft, like my friends in the military or, you know, you know, fire the in the firearms community or, you know, name your community, but people that maybe wouldn't be interested in it and sort of be the translator, if you will uh you know in terms of like hey this is what airsoft is yeah there's some of this but this is you know it's it's a, it's pretty fun it's like and this is what it is so i feel like the videos is a good way to kind of show that off and then it took off and i've just been riding the wave i guess yeah i mean it sounds like you're quite the the ambassador for it man in, in a good way uh i try i try i feel like um Airsoft is definitely not perfect, and there's a lot of things that I don't like about Airsoft or the community, <laughs> but I feel like I guess it's sort of my role to try and, you know, now that I have a YouTube channel, I can try and help shape the culture, I guess you will. Like, for example, there's a lot of people that take themselves way too seriously in Airsoft, and I, I, I fucking hate that shit because it's like at the end of the day, we're it's just running around playing a game like – and in and, and like even more so in recent like times with certain people I'm friends with that I bring to play, it's like it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Like we're still, you know, you could be, you know, be, be, be SEAL Team Six or Cat, and like at the end of the day, you're still running around playing fucking airsoft. And so yeah. a lot of a lot of people that I just I just don't I don't know I just uh, <laughs> whether that's just because I come from a family with a lot of you know military members, I never really looked at airsoft as some sort of like we're performing some valorous. Like I'm yes. just like. It just doesn't click in my brain. Uh, and so I just, you know, I just wasn't a big fan of that. And that's actually why the whole beard thing started was because there's a group of guys at my local field that uh, they just, they're the classic, like, walk around, think their shit doesn't stink. And they're just, you know, we're super, super macho badasses. And they're just like fat turds that would sit in the back of the map and do nothing and just talk all this shit. So I'd like started to wear the fake beard. You know, of course they have like the big beards and they're like the, I'm big, burly, tough, airsoft man. And I'm like, here's, and this is me. Like, what is your local field? Where do you, where do you usually play? Uh, it was called Hell Survivors, which is, uh, I, I was helping host the games there for a while because there wasn't really a good, like, it was like a paintball field. So they don't have airsoft rules. They don't okay. have airsoft chrono. Like the key, there's several key things that like make a good airsoft experience. And like before me and my friend, uh, a couple of my friends, we just kind of just like got together and started hosting the games, but it'd be like, you know, people would come in shooting like 550 feet per second with full auto, no MED, and just like shooting people's teeth out left and right, and dudes just Jeez. like getting like fucked up. And so, like when that happens, people start to not have a good time, and then you know it just leads to it's just not a good thing. Like you know, uh, and just simple things like that, or just how to run the rules, like 
it's not paintball. Uh, and then like the paintball refs and people kind of treat the airsofters like they were just like second class citizens. So, uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, then there you go. Then like, it's another reason people don't want to come. So like, we'd be lucky back in the day if we got like 20 people, you know, to show up. And then after a couple of years, after about a year of just hosting games and making events on Facebook, granted my YouTube channel is blown up a little bit, you know, we'd start to get 100 150 people every saturday and it's like then it became kind of too many people for just our small fields but so let's this is this is something i was just thinking about is I, we have probably and i know we do on the the podcast here we have a lot of listeners who are super into the military thing you know we try to focus on military sort of subjects the air yeah. we're getting a little bit more in airsoft now and in, in some of those other things so for people who don't understand airsoft completely or may have never played it talk about the differences between what paintball and airsoft is because i think a lot of people do kind of understand you know hey paintball it's almost self-explanatory right you want to yeah, talk yeah. about talk about that so people understand sure, what the sure, yeah yeah are. so like i you know just to, for context like i played paintball as well growing up uh whether it was just like birthday parties or cousins having paintball stuff. So I, I never really got super serious into it, mostly because of like when I was real young, I couldn't afford a paintball gun. Like I remember, you know, the Holy Grail was like an angel paintball gun. If you had one of those bad boys, like you were, you had like the dual trigger. Uh, so I, I guess mainly they're both shooting games. Like uh, it's very, they're very similar in a lot of aspects in terms of just like the concept going on. But the biggest thing that's the difference between paintball and airsoft, I would say just comes down to the platform you're using. So, uh, there's a lot of different aspects with airsoft that simply put it comes down to like range and then there's a whole nother category of, of like comparing it to or similar to real guns right so if you're like a fan of regular like firearms like you like name your favorite kind of gun like you like world war ii guns you like p90s you're that mp5 guy whatever like you can there's a whole subsection of airsoft that is just like people that like if you're into guns and like you want to have your kind of thing that looks like a real gun and you want to play your favorite video game thing, that's like a whole segment of it. Uh, in terms of the diff, like I said, the range is probably the biggest difference in terms of like actual air like combat. Airsoft will shoot a lot further, which is sad, honestly, because like even when comparing it to real steel, that seems to be the biggest like downside is like you're the you know past 250 feet, most airsoft guns aren't going to be very effective. Uh, and you get into a lot of moments that kind of ruin the, not ruin the experience, but it's kind of like, it's where the airsoft breaks down is like when you start getting past 300 feet, you know, you see people, people, you people start them. to game it a little bit. Yeah. I, I saw that a lot when we just, for everybody to listening, Jason and I just had met at Alphonse in Indiana at an American Milsim event called Arsenal. And it's a very large field. And I saw exactly what that, Alphonse yeah. is talking about. Like right now, I saw people out at, you know, 250, 300 feet just beyond the range of the, the airsoft guns. And they're, you know, they're moving out in the open and they're doing that because they know they're beyond the range of the gun. And so you get a lot of people who, who game that. And yeah. I, little, I refer to it as very airsofty. It's a, it's, a, it, it's the <laughs> biggest negative to airsoft. I would say is the range because it's like you could see someone and normally just with regular your regular five five six, you could have no problem engaging. Of totally, not. totally change the the way that it, you know things would flow. Like you wouldn't just run into an open field and be like, "Hey, hey, you can't see, you know, you're, I'm too far away." Like you just pfft, you're done. But like an airsoft, so that's why it tends to be more uh, 
in my opinion, I enjoy it more in like mount facilities or stuff where like you're, you can engage within 300 feet and you can, you know, really have the, you know, team-based dynamics and you can flow and move and it gets into some crazy shit, you know, like the first video you watched uh, uh, on your channel where with the, the hospital, that was pretty, that right. ge- like geographically that AO was very small in terms of like, if you were just to measure out what left to right, but it had a lot of vertical scale and it was kind of like, there's a lot of good ways that you could engage people and not there. There's very minimal of the, Oh look, there's someone running and we can't hit them. Like, <laughs> not, honestly, almost none of that at that place because it was all you like lock a bunch of monkeys in a cage and go like play airsoft, like, you know, have fun. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, other than that, the paintball, obviously like there's a big difference when it comes to paintball. you, have a marker so you can clearly see when someone hits now personally there's two ways you think you can look at that like obviously you know it cheating and stuff like that but i look at it as a way that i think like it's there's not very many things that you can do that are honor based like airsoft only works because me and the other guy we have this mutual agreement that we're gonna like essentially play tag with guns and that we're both gonna like you know, acknowledge that we're hit and it only works if we're both on the same page and, you know, each yep. person has the, the honor or integrity to voluntarily do that. So that, and that, that I think that topic specifically is kind of, you could like go off on tangents and talk about this forever, but I think it is actually a good, pretty good indicator of like a measuring of what type of person someone is. Like if you play airsoft with someone, you kind of, you have a group of friends and there's always like, at least in the old days when it's a backyard, it's like, there's always someone who was that shit bag who wasn't calling the hits. And then it's like, you know, you see who's honorable and you see who's not. And it's just like a lot of people that I have met through Airsoft also end up being pretty good people to be friends with. Because it's kind of like a judgment of your character, not to get too serious about the, you know, we're talking about Airsoft. But it's like, yeah. just conceptually speaking, like someone that would be interested in, a, in something that like you have to voluntarily be in, you know, of high yeah. integrity. Now, yeah, it's, the, overall, it's a big it's a big integrity check. If you if you if you're that type of person who can't simply like admit that you got hit, huge ego check too. Yeah, right. And, and that's and again, sometimes where it breaks down is you get to these larger events and like you know 600, 700 people, and so the percentage of like the minor portion of people that are shitbags are going to increase. Now, like that, that's why I think there's such a disconnect sometimes in the airsoft community to like what you see on YouTube is like, if you go to a small local field, generally speaking, if it's a small community, if you're like a, a shit bag and you don't call your hits, like you're pr- the community kind of like you get ostracized. It's kind of like in the military where if like you're, you know, going around at, you know, like whether it's a specific unit or whatnot, and you're like not upholding the standard or you're a shit bag, you, you get like you know, that you're not welcome in that community. Essentially. It's like the airsoft community kind of is like, you know, you, you either like play honorably or you're kind of out or everybody just sits there and calls you out. So it's like, unlike at a big game where it's just people from all over the country come in, you just buy a ticket. You can't really control that. And then, you know, when you post something on YouTube, it's like, what are you going to post exciting (laughs) stuff or just like normal boring stuff? So just by, you know, pure percentages you see more of that when in reality it is more of a minor thing but like i said it can depend if you're on a local field or a small field and that that's another aspect that people will look at airsoft big picture and be like oh well how do you how do you you know how do you tell who's hit like you know 
it, there's no paint. Like, and it's kind of like, well, it's a, it's a complex answer. And so that, again, that's another reason why I just, I'm like, I'll just make cool videos and get people in. And then it's like, all of a sudden you see, you know, cool mount facility, cool guns, intense battle. You go to something like Milson West, we got blank fire going off, you know, with everyone who's leading, you know, in terms of a leadership position is experienced military service member with, you know, combat experience and, you know, sticking to, you know, things on a squad and platoon level. And, you know, it depends what kind of airsoft you want. It's like, there's all kinds of cool shit out there. And so, uh, I simply put, I'm just like, I think it's more fun and there's more options to have fun. Whereas paintball is more of like a narrow, like very intense sort of speedball version of airsoft with, uh, paint, you know? Right. So when did you transition from paintball to airsoft? I mean, do you, I, you obviously probably remember the first time you, la- you laid your hands on an airsoft. I do. Paddle, I do. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how was that experience, man? Uh, well, to be honest with you, it's, not like anything spectacular. Basically, I was doing like, uh, I was probably like six or seven years old helping my aunt do like landscaping at, at her house, you know, in the summer or something like that. And one of my older cousins had an airsoft gun, a full auto like Tokyo Marui MP5, which this was like 2005-ish. So back then, that was, that was like the creme de la creme, you know, the Cadillac of... uh guns and like he just came around a corner while i was working and just shot the shit out of me and my like my little brother and <laughs> and like chased us around the yard and i was like obviously yeah, we we're pretty mad but then we we're like what what the fuck is that like that was that's awesome and then you know yeah. you're like okay he lets you play with it and then we get to see it and we're like i want that you know and then it's like my parents at first wouldn't let me have airsoft guns and then it was kind of like essentially my mom and dad bribed me that if i committed to going to the catholic all boys school instead of the public school that they would let me have airsoft guns my parents are pretty probably be pretty embarrassed about that my mom would probably like be like no it's not true but i distinctly remember son we'll give you a we'll give you a a a simulated gun if you go to catholic school yeah i didn't want to go to the all boy high school and like it was i was like in sixth grade or something like that by the time that i like they finally let me get one and uh yeah, it was like in Dunham Sports and they had like, you know, some car 15 spring shit gun. And I'm like, dad, you know, dad, dad, can we get it? And like, I might distinctly remember him like pulling us to the side. And he's like, now, Alphonse, if you commit to going to St. Mary's, I'll talk to mom <laughs> about it. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so it's, hilarious. It's pretty ironic because it's like now full circle. It's like airsoft is like my job essentially, which sounds really sad. But, uh, you know, and it makes makes more money than my parents are making. So it's like. It's just, it's been a weird, a weird full circle, but. So you said that you started making airsoft videos to sort of show your friends what airsoft was. And that, is that literally what started it for you to start the whole channel? hundred percent. Yeah. Cause it's like, I'd say from like, right when I, you know, got started getting my first airsoft guns in late high school, like good year, good airsoft. Like I, you know, beginning it was kind of like spring airs, you go through that phase and then you get into like, I can't remember what, how old I was for exactly, but like I got, I convinced my mom to order me my first like electric Tokyo Mario MP5. In fact, I actually have it. I'll grab it real quick. This is my, (laughs) I still have it and it still works, which is very sad, but uh, this was in 2005. I got my first Tokyo Mario MP5. Nice. Got it for my birthday. And yeah, it, uh, I was the first kid like in the neighborhood to have like a not shitty spring gun. So needless to say, nobody wanted to play with me. But like it was always this game of trying to convince, you know, like 
hey, you guys want to go out and play airsoft? And then like nobody would have airsoft guns. So then I started to like, I would try and get more airsoft guns and then I would bring all the airsoft guns. And then it's like, after a while that kind of got harder and harder. And it's like, right. I'm back then I'm making minimum wage working or whatever in the summer, you know? And so uh, eventually it was kind of like, I started to go to out to fields and meet people that already had their own airsoft stuff. But again, it's always been like, I want my core group of friends or, you know, cousins that are, you know, whatever came home from deployment or whatever, wanted to play. And it was always like, Oh, well, airsoft's kind of, kind of lame, dude. Like that's lame. And eventually I kind of started watching videos on YouTube and that's, you know, I'm like, Oh, these are cool. But like, I think I could make, you know, there's something that that's not out there for, for me specifically, there wasn't a lot of machine gun content or support weapon platform. It was all like, you want to be a sniper or there was a couple other guys, you know, Jet the Desert Fox would make, you yep. know, cooler Milsim. He would go around the country. Uh, but I was like, you know, those are cool. But, I, you know, I, I think I could do something different and like my version of what I think is cool. And so I basically just was like, I'll start making videos. I didn't know shit, you know. <laughs> uh, so I was I was actually talking to my wife about that today. I, I and, and this is probably a knowledge gap on my part. I was telling her, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be talking to Alphonse. And and uh, she asked me about, like, yeah, who are the other big airsofters here in the States? Of course, I know about Silo. He's in Belgium, I believe. And then Kicking Mustang is in. technically, yeah. Netherlands. Okay. Uh, Kicking Mustang is in. We're, we're from America. It's just. It's all yeah, but that's. I, it, I like a lot of the ones that I see are in the United States. And other than you, and I mentioned Jet Desert Fox, who, like, are there any other really big channels here in the United States? I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that's there's, really there's that a, big. A, there's a there's a Dutch Dutch the Hooligan. He's in California. Yep. Okay, okay, uh, okay. He's in California. Yeah. Uh, then there, there's obviously Jet. Jet's the OG. Jet's been doing it since like 2011. Like before and he was I a Navy knew, corpsman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he deployed and everything. He he. That and it's really funny because it's like there's a lot of people that be like, oh man, I wish there was more people that you know, did airsoft videos that were in the military. And it's like literally the dude that's been doing it for the longest time was a Navy corpsman, like was in combat, like, you know, and, but like that, that's why some people don't like jet some, uh, like, but to be honest with you, it's been one of those things where it's like, if I've been making airsoft videos and going to these events, like I've been doing for the past three years since 2011, but I, bro, I would <laughs> like it. There's comes a certain point where it just like, especially when you become more well-known it's like people are always trying to make like out to get you it's like think of it being like in in a real war zone the worst thing you could possibly do is paint yourself with a target and like make yourself a you know well-known and very recognizable person like it's just like but to be honest it's kind of a double-edged sword because i get to meet a lot of cool people you know so i i try to you know keep it positive but uh yeah jet jet's been around since 2011 the OG, okay. there was Dutch. He kind of came around 2016-ish. There was the snipe, like the sniper phase. It started with Navrich, but there and there was someone uh, who doesn't make videos anymore called Level Cap Gaming. I think he was pretty instrumental in terms of like he was the first YouTuber who was a gaming YouTuber who made airsoft gameplays with not snipers or you know. At the time, it was pretty cool. Like it was like he had this for one of the first people with the scope cam in there. So like you're like, oh man, like that took it to a new <laughs> level. But you know, he doesn't make videos those videos anymore. Other than that, there's there was a guy in 
Florida named Revention. He's in the Air Force. He uh, <laughs> he he just doesn't make videos anymore. I mean, he's just in the see. Military. That's the thing. It's crazy. There really isn't. So, like on one hand, you can basically get count all the major people in the United States. There really isn't that many people. That's that's there's that's a guy. Yeah, there's a guy named Wagon who makes like mostly unboxing videos now. He lives in California. Um, there's a guy named Brain Exploder. He doesn't really, he's not a YouTuber. He's more of a like 3D print man, which he's really cool. But uh, he he makes YouTube videos and they're pretty good. He just doesn't like, you know, post consistently. So he doesn't have a lot of subscribers or anything like that. But yeah, and then there's a lot overseas. Um, yeah. Womp Sniper, obviously, Chris from Balahack. He's over in Virginia Beach. Uh, but. He, I, he used to post a lot of content, but he also owns a field, and uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good field, to be honest. But yeah, so like that's a brick-and-mortar business, which makes a lot more money than trying to just make YouTube videos, which require a lot more effort. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I have I lived in Virginia Beach for a long time. I, I wish I had known that I wasn't in – that was when I was still on active duty, and uh, yeah. I've never – uh, yeah, I had no idea any of that. It's stuff funny was out if there's there. a there's a couple of the DevGrew guys and like uh, the GBRS <laughs> dudes. They they like they filmed some like training videos at the the uh, the field. I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember the Don Shipley Real Seal experience or whatever. The, the I forget if that's yes. the exact name. That's where the airsoft field is. So Chris, <laughs> Chris the Swamp Sniper helped run or do the media for Don Shipley. And so, yeah, like, that's after that became the airsoft field. So, like, the rappel tower is still there and that whole thing. And uh, yep. being in Virginia Beach, you see, like, a lot of the, like, you know, people who work down there as kids. And they just, like, show up with some random piece of super Gucci AOR1 gear. <laughs> it's like all the airsofters will be like, oh, where'd you get that? And they'll just be like, it's my dad's. And then they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, You've been doing this for, for a hot minute now, man. I mean, is it – uh a few questions, but first and foremost, do you, I mean, is the fire still there for you? I mean, I know I plateau a lot with a lot of interest, you know, guys like us get real bored real fucking fast, man. So like, yeah, where do you think you're at currently in your life, man? Like, like in the sense of, you know, not a fucking Ted talk about your personal life, but you know, just, just the gaming, you still got the interest or is it getting mundane for you? Like, how is it, how are you at now? I'd say that that's something that I'm very, I've been very aware of even before I started making videos because it's like one of those things where you see people that make stuff, not even specifically airsoft, but it's like they start doing it as like a job and it becomes not fun. Yeah. So from like day one, my, my approach has always been like, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to make keep it and only do what I want to do when I want to do so that it's, you know, I still enjoy it. And I, I think I've done a pretty good job of that, but there, I'm like, I'm, I'm just like you. There, I get burned out and do stuff, yeah. but I think it comes down to the principle of just like limiting shit that I don't want to do. And every yeah. now and then I'll kind of go a little too far and I'll play a little bit too much airsoft. Like I've probably played airsoft almost, I'd say 95% of the weekends for the past three years. Like I can wow. count, I play, I probably played like 35 weekends in a row up until like last weekend. God damn, dude. That's a, that is a lot. I, I, I can see you getting burnout about that. I, when we were in Indiana, man, I, I was talking to Kicking Mustang, and he was saying, he's like, he's told me he, and he does the same thing. This is a job for him, and he plays like twice a month very consistently. But, man, that's a lot. What you just said, that's incredible, man. I, it's, it's a lot, man. 
can't imagine well, you not getting burnt out. No, yeah, no shit. And so, but like, th- there's a couple, there's a couple key aspects. Lately, it's been like, if I got my boys with me, or I got my friends, or people right. that you know I, w- I want to hang out with, or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's happening. I'm having a good time. Like when we were at right. Indiana, I like I had some camera problems. The game was pretty shit, to be honest, with the way it was run. The you know, combat wasn't really that great, other side from some sprass moments. But I still had a really good time. And I wouldn't look negative upon that experience because, number one, I had all my friends there, got to meet you guys. So, like, we could be doing, you know, fuck all in the in the field. We could just be sitting there and I'd have a good time. So, <laughs> stuff like that, hanging out with friends, it's like being around my friends is what the core, I think, principle right. of it is. And then, obviously, it's always like, oh, I have some new gun. And I, I generally, I'd say it's almost a problem. It's one of my things I'm trying to work on. Like, I, I play too much Airsoft. If my goal is to be a YouTuber... Like, that's why I don't post a lot of videos is because I'm like, I'd say can when I play, like, let's say I travel, right? It's like, if I'm traveling, it's a, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you come back Monday at the earliest, sometimes Tuesday, because if you fly Thursday, Tuesday, it's yep. the cheapest. So it's like, by the time I go get home, let's say it's, let's say earliest, it's, it's Monday night, right? I'm jet lagged, whatever. And then it's like, I got to go through all the footage get it you know come up with an idea sit there just even just sitting through and looking at the footage takes you know hours and it's like next thing you know it's tuesday if i don't get like a good eight you know get the a good bulk of work done next thing you know wednesday i'm and i'm traveling again the next day like i got a flight then you know like literally the next day so i got to start packing for that trip and that's the cycle i've kind of been falling into is just going back to back to back so like when you met me that was like like I said, like twenty week twenty six in a streak of like, you know, consistent traveling and playing airsoft, and par- part of it I think is what I think helps make vi- the videos unique is because I'm willing to go to cool places. I'm willing to, you know, like if I play one weekend and like at AMS, it just wasn't the best game, right? So I don't get the best footage. I don't have to sit there and like force a video and then post it and like you know post half-ass footage it's just like i played 20 other weekends it's like i can you know i'll just play the next weekend and i, and I feel like sometimes people will force videos that are shitty and like you know then that kind of like taints your you know people's interest and so my my thing's just been like if i want to make a video i'll make a video but i think if i kind of scaled back a little bit on just obnoxiously playing airsoft which is because <laughs> I, I, I i have fun and kind of focus my you know, more strategically, I think I'd be more successful as a YouTuber, but, and also not get burned out. That, that's what I'm getting at too. It's like, cause it's like, I, I, you ask like, how long am I going to do this? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> what am I going to be 45 playing airsoft? I don't know. Probably after, after meeting so many people that are older, I used to think like, man, when I get there, when I'm turned 30, I'm going to be old. I will never play airsoft. But now it's like, think Mustang's 46 and he's making, you know, probably 50k a month at least on youtube ad revenue or something like that and it's like dude you know what i mean yeah, and it's, he's, not, it's fun too he's it's killing like, it yeah, uh, man. as long as you're healthy eating right you know staying in shape having fun and you're mobile like fuck it man Why yeah I'm just, yeah like i'm just trying to make the most out of this i never thought my youtube channel would blow up like i said i thought i was like all right i'm just gonna be an engineer you know i was still playing college football at the time i'm like I'll start this YouTube channel and like when I get back home from school, like I'll really put in some effort, you know, kind of thing. And then like next thing you know, it blew up after one one random video I did. I remember I had like $212 in my checking account and I flew down to Florida 
for that uh, that first helicopter video you guys reacted to. And I didn't even I didn't even like have a helicopter ticket until like Friday night at 1130 p.m. Some old dude was like, hey, man, my buddy's a little nervous about the helo flight tomorrow. Do you want his ticket? And like I was like, sure, you know, fuck it. And so like brand like if it wouldn't have been for that and I took a risk like in the middle of the school year and like came back with like 50 bucks in my checking. I'm like, shit, <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> money. But I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I hope this will you know, I'm sure this will pay off. And then like I made the video and didn't do really well for like the first couple weeks and then randomly it was just like it just took off and next thing you know i had a hundred thousand subscribers and then all of a sudden like my channel revenue is like the most money i've ever seen from a paycheck and i'm like what the fuck? you know what i mean like this it changed my perspective and then i was like damn okay maybe i start there's more to this because it wasn't like i was doing something that i didn't want to do it was more just like allocating time to sit in front of my computer and you know polish this pile of shit into something watchable you know what i mean because it's like there's a lot of extra well, if you just like record all day there's all kinds of like oh yeah oh just stand around or like bullshit you know, yeah yeah yeah, yeah make 90 percent of it yeah 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 so it's like and, and and to touch on that subject too i will say like being able be, like having youtube in mind it definitely like i have a like internal clock when like i'm playing airsoft in terms because i've been doing it so long now like i know based on because I'm sitting there, it's almost like I'm a film director because it's like I sit and stare at the footage, right? And like a common misconception is when anyone goes out to play airsoft and they're recording, they're like, yeah, well, I'm gonna, this is going to be sick. It's going to be awesome. Our footage is going to look so good. And then you look at your footage and you're like, damn, I sat at this one corner for five minutes. Like, damn, like this, I'm, this doesn't look exciting. Like, and then so like, because yeah. I've done it for so long now, I know in my head like what it looks like. So I kind of have this like clock where it's like, it's almost like I'm on cocaine just running around and it's like, I know I'm just like in, in a normal, maybe in a combat situation or whatever, you wouldn't want to do that. But I just know I'm like, all right, I got to be moving. Got to be moving. Got to do this. Yeah. Got to do that. Or just, you know, I know to shut the cameras off so I don't just waste footage. But it sort of changes my your perspective of like what you have to be doing at all times. Otherwise, yeah, you just won't get. And that's another reason why a lot of people don't do airsoft footage is because it's hard. There's so many fucking issues. You come up with like your camera problems. Forget cameras, just your airsoft guns. Like we were talking yeah. about it at yeah. the game, like inherently, like your machine gun or your box mag. Uh, yeah, I was sorry. just thinking about the Ugh. mag for my gun, and I can't remember what the guy told me to do to fix it. That That's a whole oh. other aspect of the fucking airsoft is the, just the, the tech stuff. alone. Yeah, and, yeah and like me, we had yeah. a huge conversation about that stuff, man. And I've still – I love the machine gun thing, man, and I would love to be able to run around that Mark 48 constantly. But dude, not, like I said, you know, I, I had these – I'll build it for you. You know, I just dude. I had these guys who were like, "Dude, we're we're custom guys. We make high end shit." And I'm like, "Absolutely, man. That sounds awesome." Some Canadian dudes. I I got this gun, sent it to them, or they. I went through the process. I sent it to them. They had it for like two months, three months. I fuck. I don't know. They had it for a while. I got it, and right off the bat, I was like. Is this how this? Because I don't. I didn't know, man. I Jason right. and I. Yeah, like, I don't even think we've gone to. Yeah, we didn't even go to one event yet. And I'm trying to like. I've got to like run the fucking motor for the for the feeder and then pull the trigger and all this shit is not working up. And I'm like, there's no fucking way they work like this. And it it was funny because I even went back to one of your videos and watched. And you're just pulling the trigger. I'm like, 
His yep. shit is wired. I've got to figure this shit out because yep. this was fucking garbage. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because of like my the engineering education background where my mind just works in principles. Like I'm always like right. key principle that you gotta you have to master. Or in terms of like of optimal suboptimal, right? Having to take your fucking hand off the machine gun while shooting Ugh. it is not optimal. I don't care. And and you know, like. You tell me, you like you were just referencing that you had some people be like, "Oh, I'm the best airsoft tech. We got this whole thing." It's very common, and even me personally, who people probably would refer to as like someone with the best machine guns. That sounds cringy to say, but it's like I feel like my videos and the longevity of performing proves it's you know like it says it talks for itself. But it's like I still have people that'll randomly debate me or something and be like, "Oh no, you need the push to button. It's pu- it's way better than wiring it to the trigger." And I'm always just like. What are you like? What, what? I just can't look at it. Other, and like it is. Explain to me a how it is more beneficial than like if if you understand how a machine gun works, you're supposed to be able. And it's particularly with airsoft. It's just like you need to put rounds down range. And when you yep. when you need to, it needs to happen. There can't be like oh oops I got we got we need covering fire Alphonse and then all of a sudden you're like oh hold on guys I gotta I gotta. I got to wind up my box mag. And then it's like some guy comes around the corner and you're one hand and you're gun. You're like, all of a sudden it's like garbage. It's over. Right. All you got to do is just simply wire it. And it gets tricky because there's all kinds of different principles, right? It depends on the motor and then the quality controls in the motors. Like I have a bunch of box mags up there. And I actually just recently discovered that the company that manufactures those box mags started putting in a different motor because for whatever reason, right? Like same box mag, same inventory mm-hmm. item, but on the supply chain end, it's like they somehow changed the little internal motor and it changed the voltage. So now like the box mag will overwind with the batteries that I was using. So it's like, now I got to run like a circuit and lower the voltage. <laughs> Holy so shit. That it, like doesn't overwind. And so there's like this little, this, this whole like stuff behind the scenes. Wow. It's not crazy, but like yeah. to someone that's just expecting it to be similar to a real gun, it's like, yeah. the fuck are you guys you know what i mean and that could be a lot for people you know who come from like a military background or whatever like example i had uh i had all my friends randomly up here from down in uh, fort benning 375 uh elf company and like some of them their first time running around here playing with fucking airsoft guns and like the biggest thing that you could see like you just watch people handle airsoft guns for the first time and like one of the biggest negatives not to harp on negatives but to go back to like things that people may not know like you guys get into it is like the gun quality and strength is is not the same as real steel right. you can get some versions like like some of the gas blowbacks i have on the floor you could throw those bitches on the floor it's still gonna work you could throw do that you know like the classic throw it in the mud and like throw it underwater the guns you see me using in the pool those are a little bit more durable but things like the box mags on airsoft guns they're like you know, it's like a, it's a ch- small child. You have to like take care of it and not slam it and like, <laughs> treat it with love or, and like maybe even rub its belly a little bit and be like, you know, please be good. Like, it's just like, it's a whole thing. Uh, and I could talk to hours about that and break it down like we did in person, but it's like a yeah, simple concept. It, it like, they're not unfortunately as strong or as reliable as real guns. Like it's almost yeah. like you're fighting a, a, a losing battle of trying to, keep your boat from sinking with a hole in it and it's like how long or crash landing a plane you know like how long can you keep the boat afloat before it, it sinks i you know how long can you keep yeah. your gun working before it blows up which is again why i personally prefer when it comes to like machine guns the hpa which is the 
you know, the air yeah. tank stuff, because fundamentally how an airsoft gun works, it's literally destroying itself every time you pull the trigger, just based on <laughs> physics, friction. You know, I have a shit ton of airsoft parts here I could like demonstrate, but it's like, uh, it's, it's literally just like I said, key is like keeping it working as long as possible, but no matter what, it's going to fail. It's just a matter of when. So, uh, let, like back to the making YouTube videos and why that's hard is because like, you're already fighting the battle of just like, if you can just get your airsoft guns to work for a whole weekend, whew, that's a good weekend. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't have any gun problems, like shit, we're, we're living large here. Then on top of that, you got to throw in, oh, let's make all of our cameras work too. No SD card <laughs> problems. That in itself, like, oh, my batteries died. Oh, I forgot to turn my camera on. And then yeah. if you're lucky enough and you can get past that, it's like, then you still got to be good at airsoft or do entertaining stuff. So it's like, you could know all, you could have the best airsoft gun, you could have the best cameras and, you know, you got that routine down pat, but then let's say maybe you're not physically fit or you suck at airsoft or whatever. And it's like, you just don't get good <laughs> footage. And then you throw in the weather. You can't see it. Yeah. Or like the AMS game where it's just kind of like, you could be all of those things. And then like, let's just say the game that day just happens to not be good. And then you go out there and you don't get good footage. And it's just like, it is what it is. Or, you know, the yeah weather something. So it's like, there's a lot of variables that are outside of your control. And it's just like, it's so not it, just like running out there and shooting range videos, which I realize is a lot easier <laughs> than yeah. uh, making airsoft content. Yeah, absolutely. Man. So you've been doing this for a hot minute, man. Like, yeah. Do you do you think do you think the technology aspect and like the progression of airsoft is it is, is it still on an incline? Is it getting better? Is it plateaued? Oh, 100%. Where, where do you uh, see airsoft in the next five to ten years? In your opinion, I'd say that there's been a pretty substantial uptick in multiple aspects. Whether it's the culture of airsoft, uh, I don't want to say the technology. I feel like we're at a point in airsoft where the technology is kind of like where we're at in terms of like real world technology where like for a while we, you know, like there's always advancements, but it's not like we're inventing the light bulb and then all right, of a sudden we're right. up here. Right. You know, it's like there's certain times over it's like, okay, HPA was invented or this kind of gun was invented. There's, there's little things here and there, but it's like, I think as a, as big picture, uh, the culture around airsoft is changing in a good way in terms of like, more people are finding out what it is. More people that aren't just living in their basement or their mom's basement dweller, you know, yeah. uh, are coming out and playing airsoft, which I think helps the culture to, because like we said, or I said earlier, it's like, you know, oh, it's that weird thing with toy guns or, oh, there's that Alphonse guy, you know, with that weird hobby airsoft or whatever, that he's posting pictures with guns and stuff. You know what I mean? Like that, that was, that was my experience. So it's like, I think just in the last two years, especially COVID when that happened, a lot of people had extra money uh, sitting at home all day watching uh, YouTube. Next thing you know, they're like, I want to do that. So that was actually, COVID was actually incredibly good for Airsoft. If you talk to any of the retailers or manufacturers, like they were selling more product than like they've ever sold before. Uh, granted, it was tough on all other aspects, but like. Right. Yeah, I was uh, going to say there wasn't a lot of people probably going to games during the the COVID no, yeah, outbreak. there was like a eight month, six month period where there was like no games, uh, and it was we, it was. I mean, that we, you guys were there. It was a weird. It was fucking weird. Like, uh, but everyone was getting government. You could get like a thousand dollars a week from the government here in Michigan. Just just yeah. six hundred extra dollars a week plus your weekly unemployment. So people were getting thousand dollars a week from the government 
and what do you what do you think teenagers and all these you know people <laughs> my age are gonna do? It's like you're <laughs> did more shit to buy. So airsoft took a huge boom. But uh I mean, like I said, yeah, I think I've I physically have noticed a huge difference in terms of like example, you guys play airsoft. Five years ago, I would pff, like anybody in the military, even like my cousins, my cousin, I have like five or six cousins that are all in the military in various branches. And it's like, even getting them to play airsoft would be like, you know, Oh, alpha. Like, when are you going to join the fucking military? Stop playing. Airsoft. I mean, dude, I, I trust me. I, I will fully admit that I talked mad shit on it at first, you know, like but it's, it's, it's not warranted or unwarranted. It's, it's, it's it's an ego thing. And this is me speaking to other special operations guys out there that are potentially listening. Like, I mean, check the ego at the door. I mean, like, it's like, it's like trying a new, new food product. Like try it. Like I said it to my kids, like try it. You might like it. You know what I'm saying? So, and actually doing it with some boys, like you said earlier, is is critical. And like mine, get your boys out there. And it was actually different. I felt like a 10 year old dude. I mean, it's like, I'm not dying. I'm not getting my arm shut off, like fighting some bullshit. I'm not fighting some bullshit war, you know, like it didn't do any good. You know, it's like, it's a mini little battle. It's tagged with a BB and it's it's, outside. It's fun. It's, it's fun. I feel like a lot of people, and for whatever reason, this is something that I try to change a little bit in the culture of Airsoft is like a lot of people, whether it's whatever your background is, even if you're not in the military, feel that there needs to be some sort of justification as to why you play airsoft like some you know like oh yeah. uh, because i'm like we could go down the rabbit hole of training value and all this stuff and it's like at the end of the day though it is just fun and it is okay to do something to have fun you know yeah. what i mean like yeah that seems to get lost on people and it's like oh why do you play airsoft if you ask me i'd be like it's fun you know and i could also explain oh well it's a good cardio workout you know i'm always wearing my place <laughs> my ballistic helmet running around the machine gun i'm doing sprints it's like i'm burning tons of calories Plus, you know, it's kind of like video games. I like playing video games. Who doesn't, you know, sure, there's some people that don't, but like, so it's this weird hodgepodge of shit you combine and you're like, but what is it? It's fun. Now you talk to someone that's in the military, like, and this is something I've been picking up on more recently is like, there's actually a lot of good things you can take away from Airsoft. Yes, there's a lot of negative. In terms of like, for example, I'll bring my friend from first group and he, you know, he does this for work, you know, so, but like his mind he's like how can i get something beneficial out of this right but the ability to look at the shortcomings and be like okay we acknowledge that but we'll set that aside and it's like maybe i can work on my rifle transitions maybe I, you know it's really nice to have active people shooting back uh and doing their own thing and not kind of just being blown away and and uh, like whether you're doing some sort of stage simulation training it's like these people are equally as motivated to try and shoot back at you. You know, they're not just playing dead. They're running and, you know, running around, laying on the ground, right. shooting like you clear a room, right? They're laying under couches and shit. They're doing all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. Like just having the, the men, it's like a, a mental positive thing. Like you're challenging yourself mentally, like going through rooms or whether it's some crazy destroyed building, but you can get value out of it. You just have to be in the right mindset. And I think that's something like my friend, Travis Haley said, Travis loves playing airsoft, especially with his kids. And like, he's big on mental, you know, a lot of mental things. And so he's looking at stuff just like, oh, this is working my brain. I'm working this, you know, it's helping me work this. And like, that's, you're getting better, you know, at things that you may not be able to do. Even with government training and big government budgets, if you're in a good unit, it's like, you know, you're still under supervision a lot of times. And it's like, it sometimes it's nice 
at least my friends say, you just like, for example, when we play at Guardian Center, they go there or they were going there for, you know, training with work. It's like, but when they get to go to the same location and just run around and do whatever the fuck they want, you know, and they don't have to be like, you know, on a strict time. Well, yes, there's a timetable, but it's like, you know, it's not. All right, you have to do exactly this, and then we're exfilling and infilling. It's like it's, the it's, left and right, the parameters, the limits, the left and right aren't. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, you're yes. not yeah. going to fucking die if you you fucking shoot that, that too. Well, yeah, they're not they're not working off of a specific like op order plan that they put together right. with your team, right. and you you're required to follow the flow of right. of the yes. plan. They're just sort of running and gunning with their buddies and having a good time. So, yeah, it's right. significantly and, different. And, yeah, and there, there's time and place for that. And Airsoft will never fill some of those, you know, SOP-specific things and all that. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's fun. And then, like, depending on who it is, you know, if you can get some value out of it, it's like, you can get value out of anything. I can go dig a hole in the backyard and justify it by saying, all right, well, I'm working my lower back, burn a little bit more <laughs> calories. You know, it's helping me stretch out my hamstrings, like – I'm getting benefit out of it, but really you look ask someone else, you're like, why would you dig a fucking hole? You know what I mean? So it <laughs> right. It's it's like exactly. a mindset thing. It is a mindset thing, man. You gotta get get head in your shoulders in that regard for for this this sport, this activity. And it I mean you nailed it. Too. You nailed it right there. I mean, there should be no other explanation after it's fun. Because it is. And it, I think we did it that first time and felt the energy of, of a large group of people and it, I mean, it took me back to playing Manhunt Hide and Seek as a 10-year-old, you know? Like, yep. it, it, it was, it brought is, a lot of my yeah. youth, pre-mill, like, the youthful Jason out of me that I've, like, locked away. Young, you know? young buck like, Jason. I'm, yeah, and I'm, like, tapping back into that. And, dude, Patrick and I have laughed so many times. Like, we smuggled beers into one of the thing, and, like, in our backpacks, we were, like, chugging beer <laughs> We were, like, shooting our own yeah, people. No, no drinking. Definitely no drinking allowed. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> We were like shooting, we were shooting our own people, you know what I'm saying? Because we were fucking laughing, dude. Like it right. was you're having fun. It had fun. And what like a concept. Yeah, yeah. 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 Take take that image of like the masculinity of it that like you gotta like puff your chest out, like I'm this bearded, kilted warrior. Like right, yeah. homie, you're you're, yeah. you're playing with a fucking toy. I mean like, that that that's back to my point of why I wore the fake beard was because it was like I was just sick of the shit. And I'm like, I know so many people that are like way, you know, deserving to be acting like that theoretically that are actually doing stuff and none of them ever act like that. And then here we are at my local fucking airsoft field and some dudes that aren't ever in the military walking around like they're badasses talking down to fucking kids, screaming at them, acting like they're hot shit. And like, cause they have some big beard and a play carry on. And I'm like, so that's, then I'm like, all right. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll do a little trolling because I'm a pretty silly guy. I like to have fun. Like, that's my main motive, I think. And uh, I was just at Meyer, which is a Walmart, but in, in Michigan. Uh-huh. It's a nicer Walmart if you talk to anyone from Michigan. Uh, and, like, I, it was the day after Halloween, and I'm walking through the clearance rack uh, of stuff, probably on my way to buy steak or something like that. And I saw this, like, two ninety nine beard in the clearance section. I was like, yeah. That'll be funny. I'll wear that to airsoft tomorrow, you know, because it was it was around <laughs> Halloween, and I was like, oh, that would be so funny. And then like I wore it, and then I saw how people reacted, and a lot of people would just they assumed it was real, like in in person, like when it was new. I even did, you, dude. well, no, but in per like I can make it. It look looks real like the photos. fakest thing ever. I I was like, I think Jason said something to me about it one day. He's like, doesn't Alphonse have a beard? I was like, well, you what? got you had to see it. You had to be there in the prime, like when that bad boy was new. 
and I like I went and played at uh, <laughs> uh, Desert AO uh, in California, Victorville Desert, and it had a little bit of dust in that bad boy, and then it got kind of poof. It was like I would legitimately walk past, you know, beard dudes, and like walk past them, and they'd give me the nod, and I'd give them back the nod, and I'd be like, <laughs> you know, like they, uh, there's still people to this day that think it was real, and like, that's, that's hilarious. Kind of, you got me because whatever video I actually saw your face or Instagram, I was like, "You're like, what the that, fuck?" That, that's got a healthy, dark, equally colored beer. Like, <laughs> mine, mine, mine used to be like really dark brown, and perfect, and now it's like fucking gray as shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was a little fucking jealous, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's jealous of his his two ninety nine special. Yeah, yeah. That's three dollars I ever spent. But yeah, no, then that just became a fucking meme, and so I kept doing it, and I thought it was funny. And like I said, people thinking it was real was just like, yeah, it even more icing on the cake. And uh, like it was also accomplishing my goal of sort of you can be like a super tryhard at, at airsoft, but also not take yourself very seriously. And I think it sort of if yeah. I had a if I had a core message, you know, uh, like <laughs> it, it would be like to not take yourself too seriously and have fun. Yeah. Essentially, and like I felt like in airsoft a lot the, that sort of those two concepts affect it in a negative manner. If you would, yeah. if you would, and so like I'm like if I can, I would try to you know influence that in any way possible by just doing it myself, which would be you know trolling having a little fun showing other people that you can be good at airsoft not suck try really hard look cool have good gear but also it's like reminder we're just playing because at, at the end of the day we re- it is also and this is a hard pill to swallow for some people is like we are literally playing dress up <laughs> like, like josh warren my friend often trolls people uh, in the airsoft community quite frequently by like attacking that point of like Oh, hey, man, sorry, sorry, your dress up game wasn't uh, up to your standard, you know, like, I'm sorry, it didn't go your way. And you weren't the main character and you didn't win. You know what I mean? It's like, because some people in the airsoft community, again, this is free country, so you can do whatever you want. But like, they really hone in on this, like, I am, I am the main character. I am, you know, I am a badass. I'm playing airsoft and destroying everyone. And like, it's like, cool but like i remember man we're just playing a, you know we're playing bring it back down to reality here like you can do yeah. that but it get, it gets lost i had uh somebody commented on one of our videos the other day because i i think i had tagged you and kicking mustang because you guys were in the video <laughs> oh, and, and somebody's like oh i love i love alphonse and they made a comment they like they're like oh he used to be in the rate he used to be a ranger or something like that and i was like i don't think that's true Oh man, you're just the, the the amount of comment you like, and I'm sure you probably get that a lot. But I was wondering, so you were running around with those young bucks from when we were in Indiana from the regiment. Yeah, like, yeah. where'd you where'd you meet all those guys? Uh, those guys specifically. There's a airsoft team that my friend Jim Hansen started. He's a former three seven five guy. Okay. Uh, he was in like 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013-2014ish and like he just started an airsoft team and I can't it's just one of those things where you just meet people through meeting people and then next thing you know like completely unrelated to airsoft you kind of you know go out and hang out with these people and then all of a sudden you meet someone else and then it's like whether like I've met a few people from like when I was in Hawaii I'd meet you know dudes in the navy or you know just random dudes on military bases um or like cuz I had several cousins that were also like while I was going to school in Hawaii, I had a cousin who, you know, 
there's a army EOD out there. And like, I would go hang out at Schofield barracks with him sometimes. He's an officer. So he was a little <laughs> lavish, you know, you could do whatever he wanted. And like, like his version of morning PT at Sco- uh, on Oahu was, all right, guys, let's go play beach volleyball on the North shore. Like, <laughs> well, you know, you walk and you drive through the base and you see like all the new people just doing, you know, jumping jacks with their PT belts in the fucking quad. Yeah. And the, like, yeah. And, and so just like just hanging out with family members, stuff like that. And then like eventually, you know, you just meet certain people. And it turns out that I have a very similar mindset to a lot of these other people that also just happen to be in certain communities like the Ranger Regiment or whatever. And it's like I I just like hanging out with them on a not even related to airsoft or military experience basis. Just like, hey, you like to work out? I like to work out. Hey, you like to play with guns? I like to play with guns. Or, you know, you're like <laughs> it's just similar like right, kind of attitude or things and it's just like again with the making the videos then all of a sudden it's been like oh yeah like that that looks cool and then slowly like one by one you know you get one guy to come out and they're specifically with like that group of guys it'd be like you'd get like one guy i was good friends with for a long time or like for example my first group friend i've been i've known him forever and like you know it's like it's kind of like a they don't tell people they're playing airsoft because other guys at the unit or whatever be like, oh, you're doing that gay shit. Like, oh, you got your loot, you know. So it's like for a while it was kind of like a secret and slowly, slowly by, you know, surely it's kind of like. <laughs> this hey, dirty man. secret that they had on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, hey, you want to you wanna come do this like airsoft thing? You know, it, it, it's cool. Trust me. It's not like, like, you know what I mean? And then they'll like show my video or something and be like, see, it's cool. And then all of a sudden it's like oh it's cool and so slowly one by one it's kind of just like grew and that's why i'm saying i think we've made a pretty good impact in the culture specifically yeah. whereas like five ten years ago that shit would not be happening and also i think also like a lot of people like josh hosting the events with milson west and hiring you know basically just hiring a bunch of rangers to run his events it's like a pipeline almost and then it's like people who are friends with them or like for example you guys in your military career i'm sure you've met people from all branches of the service whenever you're working with a different unit or whatever and it's like you're still friends with those people yeah or you know and then down the road you see them and all of a sudden you're like hey you what are you doing oh that looks cool and like it's just been kind of like one of those things and i think i do a pretty good job of back to the like getting my videos as a reason to show people how cool airsoft is it's like maybe some of the other content out there those sort of people that I'm friends with wouldn't ever watch or they're just like, Oh, that's fucking stupid. But then like, I try <laughs> like the way I look like focus the lens. They're just like, Oh, that looks pretty cool. Or, Oh, Hulk, this man, this guy doesn't take it very serious, but you know, that still looks pretty fun. And it seems that that angle specifically, uh, turns out is like what the mindset is of other people when they look at it, like airsoft, you know, it's like, but that didn't really exist in terms of stuff that was being put out on YouTube as much before that. So yeah, I don't man. know. I mean, it's, it's like looking at anything. It's like I, I life of adventure for someone that actually wants to do something like, is it fun? Is it exciting? Is yes. It, is it something I, I could see myself doing over and over again? You know, I got right. to take yeah. the personality in the sense of like extracurricular activities and, and also. And then I think if you can tra- also add in some aspects of like, oh, I could use this to benefit my work. Or like, you know, I can use this and this and, you know, I, I, I'm really looking for ways to get more active or, you know, get a little bit, you know, do something fun that I can and also get a good workout in on the weekends or, you know, whatever. Like you start adding in these little aspects, you're like, oh, and then it becomes more, you know, palpable or like, all right, yeah. I can rationalize this in my head 
or like, you know, getting someone who thinks airsoft is lame, but then all of a sudden their boys are doing it and they're like, well, that looks fun. Maybe I'll try it. And that that's essentially kind of what's been happening. And then slowly, surely they're like, all right, well, this is kind of cool. And you, you hit on this earlier when you were talking about it, we were like right at the very beginning, we were laughing about the, you know, the sort of (laughs) the guys on the heavier side of the BMI who are running around there and, when we were talking to Bo from American Milsim, he talked about how there was actually a dad who had come to him and said, you know, my son doesn't do anything. He just sits around and plays video games. He's very sedentary and he loves airsoft and this is getting him out. And, yeah, you know, as, as much as we, yeah, as much as we sort of make fun of, and Jason and I are a hundred percent guilty of looking around at the guys in the field and being a little judgmental and, I, I have to say, it's like if those guys are consistently doing that and they're heading out and they're freaking jocking up and they're running around and they're they're getting yeah, they're out that exercise. They're trying. Yes, they're I, yeah, I have a lot well, of respect for those guys and I yeah. hope that they're doing it more often and it's it's a hundred percent this country needs more more activities that are physical 100%. and outdoors. 100%. Uh, yes. Then, then what is currently offered, or what people are currently doing? Because Jesus Christ, man, our yeah. our society yeah, no. has gotten a little bit too fucking lazy. Thanks for listening, and check back next week for part two with Airsoft Alphonse and the guys from Savage Actual. This has been Savage Actual. Jason and Patrick are two former special operations guys who interview interesting guests who talk about video games, airsoft, and military subjects. Basically, they drink a lot of beer, talk about shooter games, and have fun. What's not to love? We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And the fellas will be back soon. But in the meantime, find them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Savage Actual. Y'all be cool, and we'll see you next time.